Hi, and thanks for tuning in to First Baptist Center's weekly sermon podcast. Our hope for this podcast is that you'll develop a closer relationship with Jesus and be inspired to share His love with others. We hope that today's message will give you the encouragement you need. Come join us. certainly aware of the time, and uh, but I wanted to tie in something uh, from our study in the book of Acts that I think is very appropriate for today. And so if you have your, your Bible, uh, just for just maybe about 10 minutes or so, we're going to look at um, Acts chapter 4, and we um, started chapter 4 last week on Easter Sunday, and uh, today just to kind of continue that thought, but uh, I just entitled it uh, The Church Alive. Because when you look at the early church, I mean, my goodness, they were just growing leaps and bounds and they were alive. And I thought about our own church, which it's all God's church. When I use that terminology, it's the Lord's church. And, but you know, and I, I'm just thinking about how God has blessed us. And, and like what Rhett mentioned, you know, we've talked about uh, the externals, the outer appearance of, of buildings. And we, we, then we'll sit back and laugh at, you know, people are coming to a metal building right now. And there, uh, a lot of folks are coming and we're, we're very appreciative of how God has blessed us and God gets the glory in that. And I want to share just a, a couple things with you. I have four, but I'm not probably going to get to all of those. But, uh, and when we think about the church being alive and what they were doing here and what God was doing, I should say, in his church here, think about us. And there are several things that, that stick out to me. And, and let me bring you up to speed for those that may not have been here or just if you're like me, I'm forgetful. But back in chapter three, uh, it all started when Peter and John were going to pray. And you never know what's going to happen when you go to pray. And they came upon a man that was begging alms, right? He was asking, he was asking for a handout. And they saw him, and, and, uh, and Peter said this. You know, he said, hey, look at us. And the man looked at him, expecting to receive something in return. But, but what happened was, uh, Peter said, you know, I, I don't have any silver or gold, but what I do have, I'll give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he grabbed him by the hand. And he stood him up to his feet, and it was the miracle of God, by the Holy Spirit of God, the man's feet, see his ankles, right, were, he was healed. He was healed, and we've, we've talked about this over the last few weeks. And so it says he began walking and leaping and praising God. Listen, if you're going to praise God, you might as well leap a little bit too, right? Walking and leaping and praising God. Well, everybody gathered around, and Peter thought, hey, here's a good chance to share the gospel. So he did, and, and from that, people were saved. And some got mad. That's what we took up last week, remember, Easter Sunday. And so there were those that were opposed to that. They didn't like them teaching and preaching in the name of Jesus and this and that. Threw them in jail. Threw them in jail. And, and from verse 14, we didn't look at that last week, but this man that was healed seems to have been with them. And I wonder, was he thrown in jail too? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a terrible thing. He'd get healed and he'd get thrown in jail. I don't know that he was, but he's certainly with them the next day. So we take up the story in the 23rd verse of chapter 4. And, and here's what I want us to see. So anyway, basically just to, and I'll let you read this at your leisure, but they basically threatened them. Don't you teach or preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And Peter and John said, hey, we can't help but speak the things we've heard and seen. So we're going to do it. Basically, they let him go. And in verse 23, it says, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And, and so they, they start into this prayer. Here's what I want you to see. 
This church, very much alive, God was moving, and that, he gets the glory for all that, very much alive, doing what they ought to be doing, and, and, and the same as we see God working in our, in our own midst. What do we see about them? Here's the first thing. Are you ready? Listen. They made prayer a priority. They made prayer a priority. Now, when they were released from custody, they spent the night in jail. When they were released to all these threatenings, they could have gone back and they could have just started complaining. Well, my goodness, I can't believe they did that. They could have fussed, they could have complained, but they prayed. Guys, the same is true for us. The same is true for us. Nothing of eternal value ever happens without prayer. And I know you've been praying. I know we've been praying, and we need to continue to pray, not just for a building. We're looking at a building. Listen, may we not get our eyes on a building. May we keep our eyes on Jesus, and may we continue to pray. When you look at their prayer, it's interesting. First of all, they acknowledge the sovereignty of God. Lord, sovereign Lord. Some translations even say sovereign Lord, the Lord who created heaven and earth. We know you're in charge. And then they pray according to Scripture. They bring out Psalm 2 right, where the nations raised against the sun, right, and they saw all that Pontius Pilate had done and Herod had done, all the people coming against Jesus, but yet it was all part of God's plan, and they mentioned that. And then here's their request. Look in verse 29 of this prayer. It says, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Isn't it interesting? They do not pray, Lord, get us out of here. It might've been my prayer. Lord, would you take away all this opposition? Lord, here's, here's a prayer. Lord, would you keep the enemy at bay? <laughs> How many times I've prayed that, right? Lord, would you keep the enemy? They didn't pray that. They prayed for boldness. Lord, in the midst of opposition, may you give us boldness to speak a word in your name and to keep doing what you've called us to do. Because opposition is going to come. And God answered that prayer by by shaking that place. Wouldn't you like to see the Lord do that again? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to see? The Lord was answering, hey, I'm with you. And he was letting them know of his presence. So there was this priority of prayer. Here's the second thing we see. We see the unified believers or a unity of, of the believers. And look to verse 32. It says, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. In fact, if you even look back to their, their, their prayer in verse 24, it says, so when they heard, uh, so when they'd heard the report, they raised their voice to God with one accord. Two different times here, it mentions their oneness, right? Two different times it mentions that they were in heart and soul or heart and mind. They were, they were on the same page. Listen, and, and we've talked about this, Rhett referred to that. We've talked about the unity. You think about you know, I don't know if you, listen, I've never been a part of this, and I guess none of us have, but listen, we sold a church building, and uh, that just doesn't happen every day, and, and, and we, a church building was sold, you know, and, there's, and we moved to, to this facility, um, I don't know how long we've been here now, a couple years now, I guess, whatever time frame is, a year and a half, but the point is, God has blessed us here, and, and what unity and we give God the credit. What was it about their unity? What unified them? It was because they had come to faith in Christ. You see, the Lord Jesus himself unifies us, doesn't he? The Holy Spirit of God lives within me, lives within you as a believer in Christ. And we are bound together. Um, 
I think it was A.W. Tozer said this. He said, I don't know much about pianos, the senator does, uh, but anyway, he said, you could tune a hundred pianos to the same tuning fork and they will all be in tune. Tune a hundred pianos to the same tuning for it. They're all in tune with each other. Think about this. If we're all in tune with the Lord, we're going to be in tune with one another. If we're all in tune, if we, if we come to the Lord seeking, Lord, I want your will. Lord, I want what you want. Not just what I want. We all have our wants, but Lord, not what I want or not what someone, but Lord, what do you want? If we all have that mentality and make that our prayer, you know what? We'll be in tune with each other. I don't know about you, but when I get in trouble is when I want my way. Amen? Anybody else like their way? Come on, you old Baptist. I know you do. Listen. Yeah, we all like our way, don't we? But when we come to the, to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, what's your will? That's a hard prayer to pray. It's not nearly as difficult as doing his will, but it is a difficult prayer, isn't it? We say, Lord, what's your will? And, and I want what you want. And, and certainly uh, we see that here. Um, I got just a couple minutes. Let me give you two more things just quickly. The third thing we see of what made them alive, not only did they make prayer a priority, not only was there a unity in the believers, among the believers, right, because they were focused on Christ, bound together by the Lord, but they were giving witness to the resurrection or they were sharing the gospel, powerful witness to the risen Lord. Lord, verse 33 says, and with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them. That word power, you know, is the word, we get our word dynamite, right? Man, explosive, great power. See, see the power of the healing of this crippled man and the power of people being saved, that's God's business. God's in the saving business. Amen. God does the saving. We just give him the glory for it. Whoever gets, whoever does the saving gets the glory, right? And so the thing is, God was moving in this church. And so they're sharing the gospel. This is the week after Easter, but it's still Easter, isn't it? Jesus is still uh, arisen from the grave. He's still alive and well. Did anybody talk to him this morning? Listen, he lives within the hearts of his people, doesn't he? And great favor was upon them. So may we not lose sight. I've, I've um, quoted Todd uh, a couple of times. Uh, I've got Todd Smith, Todd and Kim Smith came to speak to us here a while back. They are missionaries in uh, Zambia. And, uh, but anyway, uh, Todd had been through a couple of building projects when he was a pastor. He's a missionary now. And uh, Miss Barbara Nyman said, uh, said, Brother Eddie, he said, Todd can talk to you about building a building. And, and here's, here's what he said right off the bat. He said, listen, he said, just keep your eyes on Jesus and don't get your eyes focused on a building. He said, I have some pastor friends. I know some pastors that they got their focus on a building and it didn't go well. And so that's true for us too, isn't it? We got to keep sharing the gospel, right? That's what we're about. The Great Commission still continues to share the gospel. What I love about our plan here is because it enables us to keep doing ministry, to, to keep doing kingdom work, which God has called us to do. One more thing. Listen, they met the needs of one another. They were focused on meeting needs. Verse 32, and then we're done. It says, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they, they had all things in common. Forgive me, let me read verses 34 and 35. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each as anyone had need. Now, understand this. You listen? This is not communism. Communism says, hey, what's yours is everybody's. This is Christianity. Christianity says what's mine is yours. It was generosity of the believers. Generosity of the believers of meeting the needs of those around them. 
And certainly that's what we need to be focused on the needs and certainly to be generous. Be generous. <clears throat> we think about money and we say that, but I'm not talking about just money. Listen, you give yourself, first of all, to the Lord. <laughs> Here's something I found. This is pretty simple, but I'm a pretty simple guy. If you'll give your heart all there is to have of you to the Lord, everything else will find its right place. Our talents, our money, our gifts, whatever it might be. But you give yourself, first of all, to the Lord. I wish y'all could have known a good friend of mine back at my last church. His name was Mr. Benton Stokes. Mr. Benton Stokes, he was a fine gentleman. He went to be with the Lord many years ago. But Brother Benton used to tell me about, uh, if I remember correctly, he was in World War II. He was a World War II veteran, an American hero, right? American hero. And he used to tell me this. He said, you know, when I got home from the war, he said, when I got home from the war, he said, you know, there were some people, they'd go out drinking and carousing and doing things. He said, when I got home from the war, we had prayer meeting. And then he'd always followed up with this. He said, my granddaddy was an old-time preacher man. <laughs> he was old-time. Dated all His granddaddy dated back to the Civil War era and during that time frame. He said, he was an old-time preacher man. But he said, we had prayer meeting. Church, I think we ought to have prayer meeting. I'm going to call you to pray. Thanks for listening. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at fbc-center.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. We hope you have a great week, and God bless. God bless.